0: Faculty, everybody. My name is Jonathan Brown. Some people call me Biz.
1: This is Shane Sterling, and they still call me Shane Sterling. Just checked. Googled it.
0: Did you? Yeah. From the rafters. They're yelling it. Yeah. Man, it's been a minute
1: since just just you and I Yeah.
0: at the the faculty.
1: Yeah. Crazy, right?
0: Yeah, man. I'm in a crazy space uh, mentally. You know, I just got off the road. Yeah. Just got off the road. I was... You were where? I was everywhere. Yeah. You ain't never there. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) No, I went to L.A., and then oh. I went to New York and Chicago. Uh, we were, I, you know, I work at Trend Hunter, and we have a oh, conference yeah, that's right. <laughs> called Future Festival for all the listeners. Yeah, Trend Hunter is the world's largest trend spotting website. So anyway, we do this conference, and um, we took it on the road this year for the first time. So that's incredible. We went to LA and it smashed it out there. Actually, got a little work in with uh, Blue out there. We went and checked a couple, you know, a couple folks, and did some interviews, and we're going to bring that to the listeners. Ooh.
1: On the, the road, road pods, yeah, on the road pods. Yeah, I was not there for that. No, you were I, there in spirit. I can't wait to hear them. We'll edit you in. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just do ad libs in the background. Just little yeah. quips. Nice, good just stuff. A little, we'll, we'll laugh.
0: We'll, if you have any like good cuts for me, like any good like you know any any good shade for Biz that like we could just pre-record and then just yeah. like insert Slide in, it in there.
1: then it just feel like you're there. Also, from the listeners, if there's any things that I do all the time let me know because i (laughs) i don't know my like go-to things so let me know those so i can like brand those up real nice and start to use them more and then we can insert those when i'm not available for a pod do you mean like the freestyle
0: go-to line yeah or like 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 when someone's freestyling they have those lines like you know what it is they're ums
1: you know what i mean like the ums yeah like what's my thing that i always do right um Aside from just be hilarious. I got one.
0: <laughs> when you start a question or you start a point, yeah. there's a lot of, now. Nah. <laughs> what I'd like to get into, now. Nah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but yeah, I mean, uh, I was on the road. We went and did these conferences, and it's just one of those things, and I bring this up because you've traveled so much in your time. You've been mm-hmm. out on tours and things like this, yeah. and it's it's essentially a, you know, a sort of traveling circus that I'm on right now, mm-hmm. but the difference from my previous time being on the road going on tours with busta and peter jackson these people is that i'm a grown-ass man now right it's a little different it's a little different when you come back and like plug into real serious like life events yeah right i got a team to manage i got Uh I, i got a baby on the
1: way yeah right we're like 40 days now shane wow that where'd the time go Hold on, like did you like short cycle this? Like did you just like I'm not doing the nine month, we're just gonna do a three and a half month baby? I'm
0: action oriented. I like to get <laughs> results, you know? Yeah. No, no, I just waited six months before I told before anyone. Before you
1: told them smart. It's like, wow, that came quick. Like, yeah. yeah. Our baby's yeah, that, superhuman.
0: Yeah. No, it's actually crazy. Um, I mean, we all know, uh, yeah, all the way along. I you know, you know how the baby gonna grow and how yeah. it, how it's made and everything but then you actually like see this little alien in there right uh, you know moving around and i can see its fist coming you know pushing wow. out the belly now and everything and it kind of just hit me last night like i just had a moment oh and
1: sorry real clear he's calling it it because he, jonathan's not <laughs> aware of whether it be a boy or a girl because he's waiting until you know it's porn. So we're calling it it for now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's its name. Oh, good. It.
1: I see. It's just I see. short
0: and sweet. I want to actually get your opinion on
1: that. I mean, from a branding point of view. <laughs> it. it's, is the name available on Twitter and Instagram? <laughs> right. That's going to be my filter for my next child. Because my son currently, his first name is his Twitter, Instagram, and every other social network. Right. And he's like the only kid that has just like his first name on every network. So, boss move. I got him that like, when he I was really three. wouldn't
0: expect anything less. Yeah, right? And you must have registered those before he could use them, or before he Yeah, you... like,
1: when he was one. I was like, well, I better do this, because he's going to use this at some point in time. The foresight, Shane. Yeah. The foresight. <laughs> he's probably not going to use his MySpace, but- you know,
0: you know what? <laughs> One of the patterns of opportunity we talk about a trend hunter is cyclicality, right? So you at know, at least it's locked and loaded. It's locked in. Yeah,
1: maybe JT's going to bring that back like he had promised. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but I mean, uh, it it just sort of hit me last night. All of all of you know the things on my plate. My mm. you know my dad might be moving. Oh wow. um, You know, obviously the baby comes a yeah. big change, and I'm excited for it. Right. It's you know you don't always. Uh, you don't always only get overwhelmed by things that are bad. Sometimes you get overwhelmed by things that are great. Oh, and brother,
1: tell me. It's been one of those months.
0: <laughs> it has, man, and it's like, you know, just on some real shit. Uh, you know, my family, different people in my family have struggled with different mental illness and right. and and I identify it. I can actually call it out in myself sometimes and I feel myself going down going down a path like mentally, just just going down this dark road mentally. And yeah. and I've heard, you know, the people in my family describe with more intensity than I, I can, I could say I've experienced it, but describe the same kind of...
1: What it feels like when you're going down that tunnel. Yeah. yeah. And, and I just had
0: to like, I just had to work through it last night, you know, and just sort of like try different things and just try to pull myself out of it and just, and gain perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's easier said than done. But I think it's so important to just have that sort of, have rituals that sort of allow yourself to gain perspective because we could get so caught up in our own, in our own cycles, in our own mind, in our own anxieties. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just went through that last night and I just, you know, it, this is, this, this is partially, partially this space is, you know, the place where I come and share these kinds of things. Yeah. And, and I, I just thought, you know, this might be something that you could identify with too. And probably some of our listeners.
1: Yeah. I'm also batshit crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's wild that you mention it because over brunch this morning, um, I was talking to my better half about things like this as well, but also talking about um, how necessary pattern is, mm-hmm. that it's like patterns create behavior, mm-hmm. good and bad, and how you have to pay attention to these patterns, and but then also doing what I do where I have to pay attention to culture and identify patterns and identify... All of these things, it's like my whole life is about identifying these type of patterns, whether it be in uh, sport, where I would always, for some reason, in basketball, identify who gave the hockey assist. Mm. Right. It's like who's actually activating this play, not who's getting the glory, but like who really did this. Right. And and then when you can start to identify the past before the past, because you always identify the final moment. But you can never identify what led to it. Because you're like, how did I get here? It's like I'm underneath the basket. The ball went in. I know the ball hit my hand and I just reacted. But how did I get here? And so often we lose track of the patterns that led you to that. That you don't know how to go back and undo the ones that were done wrong. Or repeat the ones that were done right. And you, you need to keep score. Right? Uh, my son, of course, as you know, plays A- AAU basketball. and the hard part about it is when you have like parents essentially lending their time or, or, or just passionate basketball people lending their time to coach and such, you don't have enough staff to like keep all the stats. so you kind of just keep track of points, right? And then it creates this false sense of victory, right? And it also creates one dimensional people mm. on the court. And then it's it's like that as well, if you're going to keep score of the things that they're doing off the court as well, right? But you need that time, you need the structure, and sometimes you need just a helping hand mm-hmm. to help keep score of all the things that you're not keeping track of because there's numbers on the board, but then there's numbers in the score sheet. And what's on the board is usually just like the big numbers. That's why it's in a larger font, you know what I mean? Total score, but they're not showing, you know, rebounds, desists, and then there's this new movement of analytics where they're telling you everything that you're doing, like your PER and all these things. And those are people Yeah, yeah, that are going deep, digging into the numbers and identifying your true worth. So what I think that we should do as well as I encourage all of our listeners to do with all of their close friends and family and such is... Get into doing some analytics, mm-hmm. right, and really let one another know all the great things that they are doing, and then help them identify the areas of opportunity.
0: I'm, I'm i read a, a bit of this book by uh, Marshall <clears throat> Goldsmith, and it's called Triggers. Okay, and uh, and and I I just found it extremely helpful for looking at the analytics of myself. I got the great privilege of being able to go to this leadership development uh, conference. It's called the Global Institute for Leadership Development, and it was like five days in Palm Springs, and it sounds amazing. It was actually grueling and one of the hardest set of five days that I've ever had because you're constantly looking inside you to figure out what makes you tick. It was actually like therapy for five days, but in a professional context, and one of the things that came out of it was this pra- and and that's detailed in this book uh, triggers is the practice of daily questioning mm-hmm. right so say uh, say you have you have all kinds of goals Shane right, right. but you, ha- you you likely have professional goals you likely have you know goals with your significant other you likely you know things that you would like to be better at with your son perhaps or mm-hmm. whatever Uh, maybe behaviors that you're trying to avoid, any of these things. We all have these sets of things. But if you can identify what's most important to you and create questions that you can answer at the end of each day on a scale of 1 to 10. So if you have five questions, then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mark out of 10 how well you did on all of those. Could be as simple as, did I say something encouraging to someone on my team? Did I say something encouraging to my son today, right? Right. And, and you make up your own questions. Right. So that's where the test comes in because now you're answering to yourself. You've defined what your measurements are. Right. And you are only answering to yourself at the end of the day and right. no one's looking at it. No. And uh, I've started to do that and it's actually a really powerful method to understanding yourself, understanding how you do and sort of clocking in each day uh, to think about, you know, what you're putting out and, you know, how close you are to those, to those softer goals, it's not I want to make this much money right you can't answer that every day,
1: but it's what are the passes before the pass that lead to that
0: goal? There you go. yeah there you go. so and that, that's why I brought it up so it's those it, and that's a great way to put it. It's keeping account of those passes before the pass right so
1: pretty pretty sort of like it sounds like an app. So we're going to cut the podcast here. This, that section is going to be deleted. We're going to connect in with IT, your future child, who's <laughs> the head of our IT department, and we're going to have your child develop that. Yeah,
0: idea. IT on, on road, I, they call them IT. IT
1: on road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of on road, I think there's a segue there.
0: Man's want a segue?
1: Yeah, man's want a segue. <laughs> yo, yo, are, yo, are you Blem? right now
0: oh here we go here we go we, <laughs> wanted, we should just make a whole run of them right we should just make a whole run of the the, the the yo yo man so let me put you on a ting
1: right quick right yeah it's one of them ones one of them ones yeah yeah for sure it was my favorite line and of course we're talking about the new Drake uh, yeah. take playlist a drink. take a drink Oh, yep, take a drink.
0: If you don't know the drinking game yet, every time you hear the word, the name Drake, you take a drink. Take a drink. Um, I'm drinking coffee. I'll be zooked by the end of this.
1: (laughs) Is... My favorite line, because uh, it's one that I've called out, is uh, my side ting has a 5S with a crack in the screen. Something to that effect. That one stood out right away.
0: The one goes where he goes, if we're doing a song together, it's like bring your kid to work day. <laughs> oh, oh, disrespectful. Thanks, yeah. Drake. Yeah. That's fucking awesome.
1: It's great. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? <laughs> er- Early take, we're, like, literally, what, like, 24 uh, 24 hours, uh, 48 hours afterwards. You know what I mean? It's now the Monday after the Saturday, so we're two days later.
0: So that's, like, that's a lifetime. That's That's enough. That's enough to deem it a classic today.
1: I'm waiting for the... for the next one, cause I, <laughs> I'm moving past it now. Yeah. Like it was, it was good, awesome. it was good. Like yeah. Saturday was great, Sunday was kind of good. Monday, like when's the next playlist? Cause it's just the playlist, <laughs> yeah, right. Right? right? So, yeah. like, just give me a new one. Right. right? No,
0: I know it's an interesting, it's an interesting um, sort of slant on things to call it a playlist.
1: Why do you think? <laughs> Why do you think, Shane? Well, I've got a take. A hot take on this. Uh, now, of course, I did not check with our legal department because we don't have a legal department. So this is nothing to be quoted <laughs> upon or placed upon fader.com. But um, the the statement that he made of, if you're reading this, it's already too late, or mm-hmm. something to that effect, right, for me seemed to come f- from a overture... Of what Pusha had mentioned, too, of being signed to a man who signed to the next man, signed to the next man, you know, and so on and so forth. And then being probably engaged in some type of contractual entanglement with probably uh, the production company you signed to, which is then signed to a label, which is then signed to a label, which is then signed to Cash Money, which is then signed to uh, Universal Republic, which is then signed to Universal, and (laughs) so on and so forth. So, I believe it's a genius move. So, what does this have to do with all that, though? So, if you look carefully, or if you just look at the artwork, it says if you October. Can firm. If you can read, <laughs> it, that, it's already too late. <laughs> if you can read, right? Is is, is that this, it? Should have been if you can't read. Yeah, it's if already, you can't it's read, too late. too late. It's done. Um, is that this is a playlist put together by Oliver and Drake? This isn't a Drake album. Oh no, no, no. This has nothing to do with it. Yeah yes, I am being paid for it, absolutely. But I put together a playlist merely, not the old language that's part of my now ten-year-old contract, where it says I need to deliver, you know, an album consisting of a minimum of twelve tracks, mm. um, that are so this and is a, so, and so this forth. is a,
0: so you're saying you're suggesting that this is a semantics thing about the naming oh, about this to is, get around.
1: This is definitely a really great dinner with your lawyer, where you discover the minutiae of the kind of legalese and how you can slide around but is it so these old-school can... kind of structures that he's probably been trapped in a little bit.
0: So is the agenda, though, that I can do it this way to release an album without any, without anything going to the label, or so that I can release an album without asking the the label at all? Like, well,
1: what's the angle, is what I'm getting I, at? I believe... My take would be this, is that... though. Word on road is, is always, that baby pays no one. Right. Right? So probably, if I was him, not saying that I know, but if I was him, I would probably always want to front load my advance knowing I was never going to get any money on the the back. back end. Or when that front end money ceases to arrive, like maybe as he's seen with Wayne, that possibly it's an indicator of there's no more money to get, so what else can I do? And it's a genius, if that is the case, if if I was to guess that, that this would be a great reason to do so, because I don't understand the rationale outside of it, except for the fact that um, it basically goes back to the construct of his very first, in my opinion, cl- classic, where it was essentially... A playlist before play, playlist were playlist. Like this is a mixtape where it's this combination of um, his own tracks, other people's tracks, him adding something to it, additional kind of uh, inflections and points of view from personalities that just arrive on this and say different, you know, things and such. So to me, it feels like a bookend to "So Far Gone." It take it. It truly takes me back to that moment. It like you definitely hear Oliver's taste level present on this in terms of Afrobeat and dance confusion. And it feels very, you know, two thousand nine, two thousand eight Queen Street West, Richmond Spadina corridor. Like it feels like it comes from that type of sensibility of people that know kind of what's popping two or three years ahead of the rest of the people and that's always been Oliver mm-hmm. um and and because of that it's like that is also part and possible been been Drake as well because uh, you know obviously he trusts him and Noah and the rest of the team to really kind of help help add to his already well-established cr- uh, creative genius so I think that it's another plot point in an already incredibly dynamic narrative and story that is, the life and times of drake.
0: So my take is a, is not a contrary it's a parallel take to that but it's that I think this he's moving towards uh, uh towards towards a branding that has him as a as a as a as a curator as a as a sort of as a visionary right even if you look at uh, OVO OVO Ra- Sound Radio. Radio yeah. It's, you know, uh, th- the vision of the multi-talented Drake. Oh, absolutely. Uh yeah. if you look at this, he's he's curating the, the you know this playlist, uh bringing in these different pieces like you said mm-hmm. and that it's interesting in the you know and I know there's like half a half bar about the the ghostwriting stuff in, in the first joint there mm-hmm. or something, but it's interesting on the heels of that to move in this direction because it moves away from this is one like this is one person's singular like represented as one person's singular voice mm-hmm. to this is this is the barrage of oviones, yeah. Well, that that I am
1: the, the the head of. See, I I believe in you know because I've talked to you about this in the past, but now our listeners can hear. It. It's like I believe you are truly in control of your faculties and skills when you shift from being a creator and more so turn into an editor it's choosing what not to put down on the page right Mm -hmm. and having enough um restraint and and, and taste and insight to kind of hold back things and know what should stay Mm -hmm. remain uh what things should be turned up which things should be turned down and where to place focus and to to the point of the ghostwriter or the this or that and that, um, when you see a film that is directed by your favorite director, go back and check to see if it's the same DOP, same editor, same music, same this, same that, yet for some reason, it feels exactly like all of their other work. The reason why is because they are the visionary, mm-hmm. right? That That is the voice. Everyone else is merely playing a role in the vision in which the lead creative is doing. And if people want to think about kind of old-school ways of thinking, they probably think about it in the same terms that they think about basketball, that they're being a point guard and a shooting guard. It's like If you think like that, you're not really good at either sport or art mm. because things should be positionless. And nowadays you have a primary ball handler, right, or a uh, lead guard more so, right? And when you're talking about creatives, because— All of the tools in which we are using, we've been using since childhood, that whether you're a designer, a director, a rapper, a singer, a songwriter, a producer, an engineer, you've probably had to do one or all of them at some point in time. And it's really just about managing your time to get the product done in the manner and fashion you want Mm -hmm. to. My favorite artist of all time is Andy Warhol. And he was famous for not doing many or any of his own paintings. Right? Yeah, one of the greatest right. creative minds of all time. It's like my favorites are you know Warhol, Disney, Steve Jobs. You know, kind of the Kanye rant names. <laughs> when, when, you know, going back to the You've thing been of to Kanye West mental interviews. health issues. It's like it's <laughs> like like that hits home with me. It's like those are the guys, and I think that we're reaching the point of hopefully truly understanding the greatness of that collective. And you know from from time, G, I've been always <laughs> mentioning that Oliver uh, definitely adds a considerable contribution to what it is that they do. And either by his choice or um, by others, it's like he always kind of plays third fiddle or just kind of plays that background, which is probably a genius move in itself as well. Um, it's, it's like that's what I loved about this this one it's like what, what like. I've
0: enjoyed seeing about their, their whole their whole rise right is and the, and this and this cycles us back to some of the just you and I life talk that we started with is <clears throat> as a young man uh, you you build your team right mm-hmm. and and there's a period in both of our lives that we went through where it was the homies like we were always surrounded by that group yeah. right um, and there's comfort in that, and there's there's a feeling of, of belonging and strength in that as a young man. The same the same actually elements that you know push a lot of kids into gangs, but just in a in a friendship circle, right? Mm-hmm. And and what I felt of late, and I'm gonna relate this back to Drake in a minute because I haven't really seen it there. But what I felt of late over the last several years is, you know, you start kind of you have to start you know building your own lane and your own legacy, and yeah. and and with that not everybody is on the same page. They can't be part of your lane necessarily. And some people get left behind and some people continue and you can continue to have a great friendship with them. But, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I I don't think that my life was better back then. Mm -hmm. I think it was great, but it's amazing now. And I have like so much to be thankful for, but at times I, I think back to that and I want that, that sort of consistent camaraderie of just, you know, the, the, it's like the friend's fantasy of just right. like, you know, you walk in the house and this guy's here and this girl's yeah. here and it's like cool or whatever. Now, relating that to Drake, what's so surprising to me and uh, there's probably, you know, pros and cons to this in terms of their social aspects. But the way that they've been able to hold that crew together mm-hmm. uh, is actually pretty astounding to me. Um, you you mentioned earlier, you know, Oliver sort of playing the background. I remember talking to Hush years ago and someone in the room saying to him you know why don't you get on the track right why why aren't you you know an artist on ovo now we know there's some other reasons why not but what his reason was was a perfect Tony is still one
1: one of my favorite rappers though. he
0: goes why why do i need to be a rapper i got the plaques on my wall and right. you know what i'm nobody's role model <laughs> I'm nobody's
1: role model. Well and his tweets inspire me. <laughs> so I'm just saying, Tony, you're a hell of a guy. Yeah. But this is what I'm saying.
0: Like it, that that is a that is a great thing if you're Drake.
1: Right. Because that is somebody who is oh, ready right. to play the role that you need him to play. To have Tristan Thompson on your team. Exactly. To have Dennis r- Rodman on your team is like I'm just gonna get the boards. Don't worry about it. Right, you get yours, and 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 oh, there's nobody there that's
0: that's the, like I was gonna throw out like a you know a, a Durant in Westbrook. There's nobody there that's the Westbrook to to Drake's Durant or something. No, but there's there could easily and always have in Crews been somebody that aspired to be that. Yeah, that aspired to be beat the number one guy in the yeah. crew, and we haven't really seen that, which is kind of crazy. Well,
1: and you know that makes you think about you know, Dipset.
0: Sure. You exactly. Know, Perfect.
1: That, that like makes you think like about you know even lesser talents, but thought that they deserve the slot. You know, with G Unit and all these other crews of just like, like how is Juel's not a star yet? Like how? How? Like this should be his moment with the way that all these rappers rap now. He he was rapping like that ten years ago. Right. Right. How how is he not the king of this? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So. That's something to be commended and applauded. Just, just in terms of managing personalities, like that is an art in, in itself. Coming from, like, I think you can agree with where you have to manage, you know, tons of staff and me from being on set and having to manage a crew that you basically have to instantaneously make a with within that moment and then execute within twelve hours. A, you know, sixty-five 000 to one hundred fifty thousand dollar budget, you know three three minute clip. You know, like, oh, no no pressure, guys. Let's all be best friends and get this done. And nail it. Right. And just nail it with like you do it every day. Right. Um those guys do it day in and day out and the stakes are just infinitely more high. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because mm-hmm.
0: When, Can you identify with what I'm talking about, just from a personal perspective, like oh, when I'm talking about sort of that shift from a like a young man's perspective moving out of that homie era into the oh, let me build my own empire era?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Like me, have like like I, I knew that the my friends in school are no longer like are not my friends now. Like I'm not mm-hmm. friends with anyone from grade school, high school, university. So I made the conscious decision when I left university to like say like I want to blaze my own path and then I um, came around like a whole bunch of different people and we created our own team but I then had to reset after that because sometimes you just make the, the wrong choices right or you want something more for a person than that person wants mm-hmm. it for themselves mm-hmm. right And that's when I got really, really zoned in on just mastering what I want to do for when I want to do it, how I want to do it, and discovered, like, what my needs and wants are, instead of always looking to please others, right? Mm -hmm. And it's hard because when you're in the business of directing or designing and this and that, like, you're always in partnership with someone else trying to actualize their dreams and what it can do to you is always put you second right and then when you put when you try to put yourself first people feel that that's ego when in actuality it's just trying to give you a fair shot at yourself Mm -hmm. right so that was always a challenge for me was was playing with that it's like all like always being second like always being second Where i'm like no it's like i'm not trying to put myself over you i'm just trying to make sure that I'm not forgotten Mm. because I have a voice and I have a point of view. You're saying you got to
0: put the mask on yourself before you put the mask on the person beside you in the plane, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because it's it's hard and and to see Drake do it and do it well, it's like, kudos to him. Like, Mm. that is is an art unto itself, just like I said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, sort of... um, you know, as 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 we sort of go through all of these different things in our lives and, and like I talk about sort of, you know, coming off the road and one of the things that being on the road, ha- uh, you know, the effect it has is it really it really unsettles you, right? It unsettles oh, you to a degree where, you know, I get back and I have to do these certain, like I have to plug back in to make sure things are okay and happening in life and I check on mom and this and that or yeah. whatever. Um, and, and we talk about sort of getting, you know, getting perspective and I think... One of the, one of the message that I just want to put out today, and it's just like a vibration I'm on right now, is is we get caught up in, in all kinds of bullshit and mm-hmm. worry about this and that, and yeah. you know when you really boil it all down, there's thousands of people dying in Somalia and in Syria, and the shit that we Toronto. that we care about, <laughs> that you know it, it's a luxury, it's a it's a privilege to have the ability to give a fuck if my sneakers are fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege to have the ability to give a fuck that somebody made a negative comment on my pay Like these are not real things in the. They're big, not real
1: problems I- in the big picture. They're not real problems.
0: Hi- Maslow's hierarchy of needs mm-hmm. says that we need our basic our basic needs satisfied before we can get up to the higher levels. Yeah, and and so I go through this when I you know when I I sort of. I go through these dark periods or whatever where I'm thinking about these things and I try to pull myself out and go, yo, you know what? Your life is ill. Right. And and the hard part about that is that – and if Blue was here – shout out to Blue. If Blue is here, this is a conversation him and I have had. But uh, the hard part about that is that the hardest thing that's ever happened to you is the is the ceiling – of what you feel is is hard, right. and that and and it's not naive. It's your actual personal experience in life. It's like mm-hmm. pain. the the most pain you've ever been is is your ceiling for understanding pain. Yeah. And that and and when when Stubbing people pit my pain against your pain, or this cause against that cause, mm-hmm. that's what they're missing. Is right. that yeah? You know, uh, a guy in Chicago. When I was in Chicago for three days. 15 murders happened right so yeah a guy in chicago is fucking going through it if he's rapping about it he's likely he's going through it more than more than a guy that is out of toronto rapping about the same shit but you know what the hardest gangster in in toronto is equal the hardest gangster it's just what will they do what have they been through themselves right right? Right. and so i just try to I, i i i wrestle with this where it goes yo I, I, at one point, I, I try to pull myself out and go, you know what? My hardest day is a breeze for somebody else. Right. You know, the fact I can go across our city from one end to the other in peace. And, and no, not
1: think twice about it. No
0: bomb's going to drop. No yeah. building's going to blow up next to me. That's incredible to some people's hmm. lives, right? Um, but then at the same time, I live within my reality right right, and and so it's it's this back and forth between like yeah acknowledging the validity of the feelings that i feel about my day or about my situation or whatever it is mm-hmm. and and also trying to pull out of that to look at the big picture and go thank god
1: yeah for sure me it made me pop in and just think just now of 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 the challenges in which i continually face is is uh the judgment of others as to what I should be doing or shouldn't be doing or if they're trying to help me keep score but then they're adding their own slant on Mm -hmm. what the variables are that I want them to score me on right they're like oh hey like because me it's like if I wrote down everything I'm doing right now and I read that to 10 year old me that kid would be the happiest kid on the face of the planet Mm -hmm. like he'd be like what do you mean you're working with Nike right what do you mean you've worked with the most famous rapper on the planet earth? Like what? Mm-hmm. Like, so you're done, right? You're good. Like mm-hmm. job done. Like, woo, there's put, your pension, put it on the tombstone. You've made it. Yeah. Right. But, but it's like when you talk about ceilings, it's like, yeah, cool. So now I've done that. Now what's next? Mm-hmm. Right. So then you become a victim of your own success because when you, there is no finish line. When you like, when your benchmarks Right. Well now, they keep moving. You yeah, keep moving. Yeah, you just them. keep going, going yeah. forward and forward and forward. Yeah. So so you have to be constantly aware of your own greatness in the most humble manner. Like if you get what I mean. Like I'm not saying that to be boastful. No, no, I'm no, saying I, it of like, man, I did something. That's great. Yeah. Whereas most of the time you're like, next. No, psh, yeah, absolutely. Next.
0: And I think I think that cuts both ways like that's exact actually the exact same principle we're talking about when it comes to pain mm-hmm. right because if right. for instance if the if the ceiling moves you don't you you just deal with that and you go okay well that that's where I am now you don't look back we'll say well you know what ten years ago I couldn't deal with half of the pain that I could deal with now you just go fuck you know so it's the same thing with success it's the same thing with with anything with lifting weights it's gains. the same yeah. gains exactly yeah. it's the same thing it's like the same you don't thing. go you know what when I was you know five years ago I couldn't put ha- push half this weight you go what the fuck last week I could push this and now I can't push it this week. Right. What, no. What is? What's going on? Because right. I'm looking at the next five pounds. Right. right. And I think so. Similarly, but I love that. I mm-hmm. think that's important to like to a degree that blindness to to like not blindness in absolutely, because mm-hmm. but b- the blindness on an ongoing basis of just continuing to go and right. continuing to push to and push that's forth. that's straight up what people don't understand when I talk to them sometimes is they're like yo you're doing so much like yo you've made it so far and it's like in my mind I'm looking at the next thing and right. the next thing and and straight up it takes people close to me like my wife to sit me down and be like you know you do so much right. that you don't even consider it that you don't consider that you're busy (laughs) you don't you don't consider it crazy or 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 you don't consider the things that you've accomplished at work or you know whatever to be anything and and for me i actually have you know one of the pivotal points uh in my life was about three or four years ago and three things happened in in one month and it was like the craziest month uh uh i started at trend hunter
1: yeah I remember
0: started training with my my boy who's a bodybuilder and a right. fitness coach, and started dating my wife. Yep. Right, and 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 that changed my life. Right. Those three things changed my life, and I also have periods where, uh my mom was in the hospital, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe I'm uh, uh, my boy's in the, in jail, right, and somebody dies, yeah. and. I'm going and these these things happen in threes. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going, what the fuck, man? Right. But and, and so on both ends of the spectrum, I just point those out to say that, you know, y- 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 I think it's important to take stock of on both ends of the spectrum, those pivotal points that, you know, on one hand, I'm talking about the, the points that up my pain threshold mm-hmm. And what what I've gone through, and on the other end, you know, up my sort of life satisfaction and my, and my capacity to to grow and to be the man that I've become today, Nice. right? So I think that's really important. Is to like just be aware and and look at those periods in your life on both ends.
1: Yeah, I, well, I, one of my favorite shows right now is a show by the name of Billions, mm-hmm. and it's it's just a blast. It's it's filled the hole that was left after Entourage for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like definitely. Um, a guy show, you know, it's like a guy <laughs> soap opera kind of, yep. right? And there was this moment where the the lead of the show, who's a billionaire, you know, um, is possibly going to have a bad quarter, and he's hired on this kind of right hand to kind of help him guide his his path. Mm-hmm. And he also had a previous fellow that played a similar role, but. Um, but the business has grown. He's kind of moved on and kind of altered his role, but he's kind of feeling ways because this new person's there. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause he's like, Hey, that's, that's my corner. Get off it. Type <laughs> of yep. But then she's now stepping in and going, Hey, it's okay. Sometimes you're going to lose. Like mm-hmm. they all can't be perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's sounds pretty reasonable. And then about 10 minutes later in the show, he's like, you know what? Fuck that. They all can be perfect. You're not telling me what I need to hear. Mm. And maybe you have good intentions. I don't know. But that's not how I get down. Right. And right then and there, I was like, fucking right, that's what it is. And I've been in that spot. I'm not a billionaire like he plays, you know, he's just an actor, but he's pretty rich too. But there's those moments where you gotta like just reset, right? So she gets fired. He goes home, talks to his wife, and his wife is trying to start up this business where uh, basically she provides a service of connecting IVs to these uh, traders who party hard, sell stocks and all that type of stuff all day, and then they get flushed with fluids so that they can keep on going, right? So she wants to turn this into a nice little cottage industry, right? And he's like, yeah, sure, honey, go ahead. And she goes, so what do you think I should do? And he's like, well, you're not ready. And she's like, no, I really think I should meet some investors. And he's like, all right, do what you want. So she goes, meets the investors. And they're like, what do you know? Like, you're not ready. So she comes back to him and goes, listen, like, this lady wasn't rude, but it was just a waste of time. And he goes, well, I just told you, you weren't ready. What do you mean I'm not ready? He's like, you have the business that you don't own the, the rights, trademarks, any intellectual property to. It's a service. And you think that someone's going to invest in that? And those type of conversations I've had with friends and some have had with me as well. And the ones that have had those with me are the ones that I keep closest to me because they have enough intestinal fortitude to tell me what is real and just go, bro, that's not the move, right? And when I've done that with others, you know, you, the gut reaction is always like, you're an asshole. Why are you trying to crush my dreams? And I'm like, I'm the only one who's willing to tell you that you're putting a lot of energy into something that you're not going to get something back out of. mm mm-hmm. Right, Your energy, your intent is perfect, but have you gone through the checklist? Like just do a simple SWOT analysis, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what he was telling his wife, and then she just sat down on the edge of the bed, and he's just like, don't waste my time with this. Like, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. And she just had to suck it up and go, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and and that's what I challenge all of you know our listeners. I challenge you. I challenge you to challenge me as well, because that's where it's like, what are you adding? Right? And what do you want from it? Because people come into your life. Shout out to Jalen Rose. He always says that uh, people come into your lives to do one of four things: add, subtract, divide, or multiply. Hmm.
0: Dope. I think one of the key parts to that, from my experience, from you know, from a management point of view, w- whether it's you know uh, you're you're trying to mentor somebody, or it's somebody that's working with you, or it's a friend, or whatever, is. <clears throat> uh, it's, uh, the redeeming, the redeeming quality that has to be sort of underneath that, uh, that may be abrupt or, uh, uh, abrupt approach or, or an approach that they're not ready for mm-hmm. is that they have to believe and know in their deepest hearts that, uh, that you care about what happens to them. And that's there, where it's coming from.
1: There needs to be the buy-in of this one term I use often, um, positive intent is that they need to know what your intention is if they know it's positive then the reaction should never be that the the challenge and this is you know kind of going back to the tenets of what this podcast is about it's like that kind of art and sport is that being an artist you have to be used to getting criticism sorry i'm going to reset that you have to be used to getting critique The problem is, is that the word that everyone uses, and I just flubbed it and used it, was criticism. Is that when someone tells you what is wrong with something, right, they're pointing out areas of opportunity. The way that we hear it is everything that's wrong, right? So you need to change the way that you're receiving the information by always viewing things through a lens of positive intent, whether they have it or not, Mm right? Right. It's our job to view and listen and read and receive everything with positive intent. Because if you do that for one week straight, your life will change because you'll be like, wow, all that I'm doing is growing. Right. But when you think, oh, they're hating. It's like in every single thing that's hate, there's like just an ounce of truth to it right and that's why it hurts mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. you like Bleh. you know that love and hate thing is real close right mm-hmm. so if you view things through a lens of positive intent and that if you become comfortable in the uncomfortable moment right that's where growth happens cuz going back to your point about working out the only time that you grow is when muscles start to tear and that's greatly uncomfortable mm-hmm. but that's when you're getting your biggest gains
0: yeah shit man we're getting Whew. deep on them. This is one for the books. That's it. We're going in. Well, uh, my name is Jonathan Brown. Some people
1: call me Biz. My name is Shane Sterling, And they still call me Shane Sterling. This is the faculty. You and I